So welcome everybody to another episode of Last on the Brakes, the MotoGP podcast. This week, we're back with another superstar guest, Ryder. Very much a star of the show so far in 2023, as we'll talk about. Brad Binder from Red Bull KTM Factory Racing. My classic first question, the easiest one. How are you? <laughs> you doing well? <laughs> oh, gee, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> no, it was Groundbreaking. Really, so far, really good. Um, you know, this season's been good for us. KTM's done an amazing job, and it's been super cool to be able to fight much more at the sharp end. Well, yeah, exactly. So, like you said, the season started pretty incredibly. It's been an interesting mix, as we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But obviously, the main focus of today is just talking about Pedro and Mark and their future, as everyone's been asking you. <laughs> but no, like you said, KTM's done an amazing job. What has made the biggest difference? Because starting in pre-season, I think even our very own Simon Crayfire is like, oh, I'm worried about KTM. Like, they're a little bit down the timesheets, not sure what they found. Or now, I think it would be fair to say maybe Magello was a little bit disappointing, but it's points that you would have dreamt of at yeah. some points. And now it's like, oh, only a top five. What's the biggest secret to that step forward? You know, I think when we look back at it, it's been a, a lot of small things, really, really small things have made a big step. In the pre-season, we came, well, we arrived with a brand new base and we still needed to try set the thing up. Like our base setting from last season, for example, was uh, not really working at all. But then we really had to resize the bike, reshape everything. You say that, everything. did you not finish the year on the podium last year? No, 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 I say our new package. Okay. <laughs> like, mm. The bike we finished the season with and the bike that we started 2023 with was completely different. Different, different engine, different frame, different everything. So it's, I mean, I was quite happy with the bike that I finished with in Valencia. And then we jumped to the new one and it wasn't like, wow, you know, it was, okay, it has potential, but how do we really use it? And from then on, we really started to understand what the strong point was and what the weak ones were. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, just really how to, how to manage it, how to really take the full advantage of it. And it wasn't until I'd say Portimao on the Friday or Saturday where we really figured out the full potential it had. And um, by that time it was quite exciting because all of a sudden we jumped hugely. Yeah, right, you just like, and we're off. Yeah. <laughs> but so that must be an interesting one in your position as well. Obviously you've got Paul on the Gas Gas branded bike, obviously coming back. He's obviously had a very tough start to his season, a rookie. And then also someone with a lot of MotoGP experience joining you on the other side of the box, but someone completely new to the bike. So was a lot of that on you to figure out that potential, compare those differences to last year and find that direction? Or was it also quite helpful having a new face in Jack with that different knowledge behind him? Yeah, for sure. For, for me, it was uh, really, really helpful to have Jack <coughs> as, as, uh, as my teammate because he came, he stepped off the bike to beat last season. So he brought along with him not only all the experience over the years, but also that knowledge of what our reference was that we need to try and beat. So, you know, for him, it was, it's much easier to say, okay, this is what it's doing well, and this is what it's not doing. Whereas I've only ever ridden this bike. So yeah. <laughs> for me, the good thing was my, our comments matched pretty much perfectly. That must so. be great for you as well to know like, oh, okay, like, like you say, he's come off the bike to beat as it was last year and he still agrees with. Sure, I mean, of course, there were some other, other things that uh, <coughs> we had to change. And, you know, that's where we come back to all these small little adjustments that we made. Like, um, it was 
some bits on the electronics, bits on the chassis, you know, trying to stop the bike a bit better. And all these small areas just really took us, they gave us like maybe say a half a second, for example. And that takes you- It's quite a lot. That takes you from, you know, fighting outside the top, the, well, around the top 10 to really be in podium contention. So the difference for me was huge. And it was really, really amazing to, to uh, see the difference and be able to really take advantage of it. Well, it's very exciting for us to watch it because you and Jack as well, I think you have a lot of people who love how you ride. Um, when you're literally just like that slow-mo from Hareth where you're both basically facing the opposite way <laughs> to where you're actually going, it's just amazing. But working with Jack like, in the box, is that a pretty different vibe? Because now as well, you're both native English speakers, you're both a little bit chill, not too stressed about life. <laughs> Is it, how's the vibe? Yeah, it's cool. You know, um, I think one great <coughs> thing is we were, we were mates before, obviously. We pretty much started our careers together. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we have a really good relationship in and out the box, which always helps. And, um, yeah, for, for me, it's, it's been incredible this season. It's been cool just to, to really see where we are, where he is, what's working for him, what's working for me. And we can always just try and elevate things, I feel like. And so far this season has really been good because it's helped us find that next level. And um, yeah, there hasn't really been a track that we've struggled at hugely this season. Of course, Magello wasn't ideal by any means. We would have liked to have been a bit stronger. You are, the, you are officially the fastest man in the world though now. Yeah. 366.1. Look, I mean, down the straight, <laughs> my bike was unreal in uh, Magello. In the sprint race, I mean, the, I got a couple of good slips, but the speed of my bike was incredible. <laughs> and it made it so good because it gave me the opportunity to always set up passes without having to put in huge risk. So uh, KTM have done an unreal job with the engine and the aero and the performance. So um, yeah, we need to try and finish off the job now. Well, you do. Like you say, you're not very far away at all. Mm. Um, I think going back to pre-season, it looked like Aprilia had been the factory that had really taken that step to start to threaten to Ducati. Now, threaten to Ducati, how Spanglish? <laughs> threaten Ducati. <laughs> now, we're sat here like almost halfway through the year, certainly nearly at summer break. You guys are very much there. Has your mentality changed at all? Because I can imagine now everyone's starting to be like, oh, Brad's third in the standings, Brad's fourth in the standings, Brad's doing really well. Are you getting a little bit like, yeah, the championship's very long, can you leave me alone? <laughs> or what's your kind of mental approach to the season now you've taken that step? Well, you know, for me, I think one thing that's super clear is that you can jump up the ranks and drop down very fast with this new format. Uh, you know, two bad races or two good ones make a world of difference. So I think we need to stay calm on the side of where we are sitting in the championship. But one thing that's true is we've been fighting for around the podium almost every weekend. And uh, last weekend for me in the race, I struggled like, I don't think I've struggled like that in a while, honestly. Really? And we finished fifth. Yeah. So that's, that for me gives me massive confidence that because... Is that almost more positive for you than when you have a good day and come home second or third? Mm -hmm. To know that the worst it's been is fifth and still... Well, to be completely honest, I'd way rather be standing on the podium. <laughs> I don't mean the result. But, like, yeah. so you just prefer to be fifth, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the mental kind of approach to it and knowing that, okay, this is the worst I felt all year and I came fifth. Sure. Well, you know, it wasn't necessarily the worst I felt, but more like just over the race distance, things were happening I didn't really like and I didn't really feel hugely confident in what was going on. And uh, 
somehow we've crossed the line in fifth place anyway, which is like, okay, you know, let's take a step back. If I came fifth in Mugello last season, we'd be over the moon. And now we came fifth and we're kind of like, eh. <laughs> you know, so it's crazy how you just elevate things. Everything just gets higher and you're, when you feel your potential's there, you want to obviously be there every single weekend. And that's my goal for this, this weekend. I was going to say, so obviously you have won MotoGP races. You've won slightly crazy ones. The first one, completely dry, but it was just one of those days where it's like, yeah, I'm having this, and you just <laughs> took off. Yeah. Seemed to be the only person who could deal with whatever it was, bumps, track surface, dramas, whatever. I remember doing the podium for you that day, and it was just like, what has happened? Glorious <laughs> arrival. Then that flag to flag in Austria, that was insane. I don't think I've ever seen more tense people in a media center than the <laughs> last two laps of that <laughs> when we're watching you. But are you, do you feel like you've kind of, obviously you feel like you've got those wins, but do you focus on trying to take those Grand Prix wins? Does it feel important to you? Not, I don't want to say emotionally, like you're crying or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mentally, do you want to take those wins, take those wins regularly? Is that the next goal now you've been podium sprint win? Yeah, that's it. You know, I think this season we've been fighting around the podium most weekends, which is great. That's exactly what I want to be doing because that's where the big points are and that's what we need at the end of the day. But of course, everyone's here to win. I want to win every single race <laughs> uh, over my MotoGP career. Many, well, quite a lot of races so far. I haven't got it right too often, but you've, um, not, you've not been bad. <laughs> you know, when I have got it right, it's always felt like it was a little bit of a strange situation. Like Renault was a bit, I don't know, like, uh, not expected, but we got it right. Austria drained it in pit, and then the next one was uh, started 15th. So. <laughs> It's a bit weird, like it's just like on a regular weekend, can I not just like, <laughs> Just make have it that work? chill, like, yes, I am actually the fastest, get a good start and just <laughs> take off. Yeah, no, it, how, how did it feel then to win that sprint? Because you just named it there as a victory. Does it feel like that victory feeling? It was stunning to watch because you started 15th. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like a classic Binder style in some ways, but again, meant as a compliment. <laughs> how did that feel winning that sprint? Is it as special a feeling? Because it's all quite different to the Grand Prix race. Sure, I mean, it does, for me, it's the same. When you cross the line first, you cross the line first. Every single rider out there is trying to win, and it's the best riders in the world. So for me, it doesn't change anything. Um, the biggest thing is, uh, I think, we had been quite okay in Argentina all weekend, but um, yeah, with the funny mixed conditions, never quite got it right. So uh, in the race, I was really motivated to try and get through the field, and clearly worked pretty good into turn one <laughs> and uh, yeah put my head down and just try to do my own job from there well we do actually have a fan question about starts later so I'll leave that for now so cool. we don't ruin the answer <laughs> um, but yeah so obviously you've always been so so good when the lights go out for racing that's still true now that you've got the sprint and the Grand Prix race what is it that makes that difference why how are you so sort of you seem mentally so stable as soon as the lights go out, you're just like absolutely focused on the goal. Everyone is, but you seem a little more ice cold to be able to do that regularly, come through, gain so many positions. What's your secret to, to that, to making those differences in the, in the races? To be honest, I'm not too sure. It's I think you just uh, naturally chill all the time and then it really <laughs> comes into its own when the lights go out in a MotoGP race. I don't know. I think, I think it's been like that my whole career. I've always been able to come through the field. Well, your first win was quite a stone-cold performance as well, wasn't it? <laughs> right from the back. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, I don't really have a reason why, but I think it's just, 
I enjoy racing. And when I line up, I'm really, I think I'm, I don't know how the others feel, obviously, <laughs> but I feel like I'm the most happy person to be there or be in that situation. And I love a challenge. And um, for me, when I haven't qualified well, I really, or my back's against the wall, I feel like I've got a big job to do is when I really feel like I can get the best out of myself. It's like I find that extra motivation, I find a way to make it work. And um, that's one thing that I always never want to lose in my career. And because uh, I've been banking on it way too often. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we love watching that. It, you just get that vibe. Like some days it's like, this is going to be one of them yeah. <laughs> when you like just launch. But um, yeah, so obviously, like you said, you kind of, that brings the best out of yourself. You've also been pretty positive about the new format, the introduction of the Tiso Sprint, as we now have at every race. Is that just that love of racing? Is, for you, is it just another chance to go out, do some battle and get a trophy? Or how do you see it? To be honest, I, I line up, the lights go out, and I try my best, same as in every race. <laughs> but um, the cool thing about the sprint for me, or the sprint race, is that you don't really worry about fuel consumption. You don't worry about the tires. You don't you don't really stress about all that stuff you do over full distance. It's just really go out and I treat it as a, a go as hard as I can for whatever the distance is, you know, whatever the amount of laps. And it's something that I, coming into the year, we were a little bit worried about it, I'd say. And it turned out to be really? super good. That's funny, because from our side, all of the immediate chat was like, okay, so Brad, Jack, Mark, 100% gonna get stuck in. Yeah. They're like gonna just <laughs> sprint thrive. Yeah. <laughs> were well, you actually? Funny. What were you concerned about? I think it, with half the distance and where we normally would start, we've got half the. So chance you've got to less come time to come back. Exactly. I think that was our first worry, but it turns out the season it's the last thing we've had to worry about. Right. I mean, you won that one from 15th, like we said. So it's not it's not gone badly. Still plenty of time apparently. <laughs> but you, qualifying does seem to have improved a bit this year, though. I guess as the package has improved. Maybe not the best time to ask you about it after Mugello was the one of the ones that set you back again a little bit. What is it there that you're kind of missing a little bit? Because we've seen Jack adapt super fast, but also have that one lap pace maybe a little bit sometimes before you've had. And then sure. in race day, you're again just able to bring out that lap after lap after lap moving forward. What is it about qualifying that's not quite on the... Yeah, look, I mean, our bike this season, the level of it is we've gone up a couple steps and by doing so, it's crazy because we can actually fight for close to pole or pole on or around there, you know, the first couple of rows. And, I remember uh, when the stat used to be, oh my God, both KTMs are in Q2. Yeah. Now it's like, oh my God, both KTMs are on the first two rows. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, still like, why aren't they on the front row? Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's, it's different now because back then we almost always had like half a second to the front when it came to qualifying, whereas or most weekend, well, all over the weekends, you know, we did a time attack. Whereas now, our bike works so much better on new tires, firstly, and we're way closer to the front. So we're more in the, in the game now. And I, I still have work to do because I still haven't found the way to get the perfect, uh, the, well, be able to really put a perfect lap together and take that last little bit. But that's where it's been awesome to have Jack as a teammate because that's what I think is one of his strongest points. He's really able to send it over a lap and mm -hmm. always get a good quality. So, um, yeah, it's good to, to see how he does it and what he does. And uh, it's really helping me move forward too. 
That's cool. Yeah, it is always interesting, I guess, when you have a new teammate, not only their feedback, not only obviously a presence where you get on well in general, but also when they have a different forte, to not find a better word for it. Is that, do you share everything in the box and like have a look through everyone's data and complete team mentality? Of course, you know, for, for us uh, from, well, in between KTM and Gas Gas, there's no boundaries. There's, uh, it's all open, we can see everything and uh, we work all four of us as a team to really try and improve. So for me, it's been a huge advantage and uh, it's always been like this and uh, it's definitely helped us get to where we are today. And where you are today then, I was saying, I wanted to ask you about your contract, which now is a normal length contract, but because everyone else was caught up, <laughs> yours was such a big deal when you signed it, really, really long. You really invested in KTM. We've seen sub-headlines about other riders who haven't done that or wanted that, or there's so much talk always about this. Do you must feel now, do you feel very happy with how much it seems to be paying off now that you've sure. both invested so much from both sides? For sure, you know, I'm, I'm a KTM guy. I have been... You literally have been pretty much forever. <laughs> since 2015, so we're close to 10 years already. And well, eight years. And, uh, you know, I feel at home with the, with the brand, with the, the bosses, with my team around me. You know, it's, it's where I, I want to... But the one thing I have in my mind is I want to win for them. That's what, you know, they've given me this, uh, they've, well, they've backed me for so long now and I really want to get that end result for them. And, uh, you know, I think we've ticked a few boxes along the way, but there's still one big one to, to, <laughs> to do. But, um, yeah, it's been really cool. You know, I've, I mean, I'm contracted for next year still, so... Uh, yeah, I didn't mean that to sound like, right, you're on your way out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've still got another year. And um, yeah, we, we have had our struggles for sure, but now things are looking good. So I really want to ride this wave and enjoy it the most I can. And uh, not only for me, but of course my whole team, they've put in this huge effort. It's now time for us to really uh, enjoy the success that we're getting. And I think there's still a lot more to come. I was going to say, how do you do that? Because now... When you are maybe qualifying a little bit further back and know that you're aiming to like try and get in the fight for sixth and that's what you're hanging on for, it must be quite a different mental situation than when you're at the front. Is it easier to be at the front? You, you, you don't seem to be too affected by pressure. Not, like you, you, not it doesn't really. Seem to I think I'm quite good at, at uh, just really focusing on what can uh, really help me, what, what I can use, what can what can help me get to my end goal rather than, you know, if it's not positive and it's not helping me, I don't need it. So um, I always try to split that a bit. But uh, yeah, like last season, if I could come sixth, I knew I did an unreal job or a really good job over the weekend. And now I know if I do a great job, I can fight for wins or podiums and nothing's changed. <laughs> I'm still giving the same amount of <laughs> yeah. effort, the same, the, you know, the training, training, okay, of course, Training seems to get a little bit extra and a little bit more every year, but I really feel like I'm getting better and better every season. And uh, it's so much more fun actually fighting for the big points. I feel like you're probably not going to answer this, but from my point of view anyway, that seems more worrying for everyone who's watching you catch them. When you're literally just like, yeah, it's even more fun being here. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's clear. I've, I've always loved racing, but racing up front is where you want to be. 
And um, when you see, it's like having a carrot dangling there, you know, that's what you want to achieve. And you know by winning races, by getting podiums, the bigger picture can come true. And by getting that right, the rest, all your other ideas and goals kind of <laughs> fall into place. So it just gives me extra motivation and um, yeah, it's fun. I'm enjoying it right now and I just need to keep doing that. Well, we're enjoying watching it as well. I wanted to ask you as well about one of the best interview responses we've had all year. I'm sorry, it wasn't yours, it was Jack again. I'm not trying to just make you do an interview about Jack. <laughs> but in her wrath, when you guys were both on the podium, and he was just like saying, like, basically, it's not that hard. You just get on it and you do it. If you <laughs> want it, you do it. So many people like moaning about the bike, saying this, blah, blah, blah. Do you think there is some truth to that and it can be that simple? Like, if you've got a certain level of equipment, but if you really put that focus in and go, maybe all these things that you think are a disaster are not that disastrous. I think uh, it's hard to say exactly, <laughs> but the, the truth behind it is regardless what your issues are or what your, how good or bad your feeling is, when you line up, you have to perform. We MotoGP riders, we're here to perform and we're not paid to be at the back. And, uh, I feel like that's you, our headline quote. You kind of <laughs> just need to, regardless of how, how you feel on the day or what's going on, you need to put your head down and get the absolute best possible on the day. And, um, you know, I think Jack has that exact approach. And that's how I try to approach my racing too. <laughs> and uh, I think it works quite well for us. So. so looking at the rest of the grid then, who... Who are you expecting to be fighting you for those hopeful podiums and wins for the rest of the season? Well, you never know. I mean, things, things change. There's so many people that are strong at the moment. But I mean, uh, for the last, last few weeks, I've looked like, you know, Pecco, Martin, Bezeki, all of those guys are always looking strong. And there's uh, Zarko last week. You know, there's a, there's a number of guys that can do it. It's just pretty much, let's see on the day. But uh, yeah, it's not, not uh, as easy as pointing out one or two guys because nowadays clearly the, someone that's in 10th can then win. So uh, it's so up and down that you just need to kind of be in the fight all the time, regardless who they are or where they are. And easier question then, on the last lap, do you want to be the guy leading? Do you want to be the guy in second planning your attack? What's your mentality in situations like that? I don't care, as long as you cross <laughs> the line first. <laughs> That's I feel like this is just the secret. Everyone's like, how does Brad Binder do this? It's like, I think he just doesn't care, except just going for it. That's it, you know, of course, <laughs> when, you, when you see plus zero going on to the last lap, there's a lot more pressure, of course. You know, you can't make mistakes. But um, when you, the guy at the back going in, it's like, it's funny because I can almost never remember a last lap where I've had a battle. You, I feel like, no, you've always won in like extreme style at the front, really, for some of your biggest wins, haven't you? Even yeah. in Meta 3, some of them were just like, bye. Well, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, um, obviously, every race is different. And you know your situation going in and you have a plan no matter how it goes. But I think you need to sometimes just really break it down and make it, take it back to like the most basic form, which is... I'm the fastest guy and they can't get up my inside or can't get around me, I've won the race. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you just, instead of adding all this unnecessary pressure and stuff, you just really need to breathe and do exactly what you've been doing because that's why you're there. That's 
advice for life, I feel, as well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Literally, though. So, our fan questions, then, like I said, fan fun questions. The first one from Endemu7 is a very easy one. Maybe yeah. this will also give us away some of your secrets. <laughs> and hopefully, you won't give the James Hunt iconic answer. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for, for breakfast for me is standard uh, scrambled egg on toast. <coughs> okay, scrambled egg on toast. That's it. Standard. Is that an everyday situation? I mean, I think five out of seven days a week. Five out of seven. What about the two out of seven then? Want to uh, give the man a good response? Probably um, oats. Oats? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, just pancakes swimming in <laughs> syrup. And <laughs> uh, so I'm not a big pancake fan. No, I, no. I got really into pancakes at Kota this year. Oh, really? And it's really hard to come back to Europe where there aren't pancakes everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so from Edgar Pat motorcycle instructor. Sorry, Edgar, I didn't do a very good job of that. What's your ritual before the race? What do you do or think about? Uh, for me, it's simple. Same every weekend. Half an hour before <coughs> I go, uh, get dressed, I do the same warm-up. Go to the box the same time before. Talk what to time? my guys. What's the same warm-up? Come on, give us the same warm-up. For the stalkers. Um, swing my legs around like a ballerina. Get loose. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, just pretty much stretch a little bit, try and feel loose. Like nothing's tight and uh, just try to be as relaxed and calm as possible before I go in. And uh, when I get to the box, I sit in my seat, put my earplugs in, put my chest protector in, and uh, yeah, speak to my guys, go over all the maps that I have, and then go out on track and uh, try not to look back from there. <laughs> um, do you like listen to any music or watch anything or have anything else that you kind of do specifically? Or no, uh, literally just try chill. Just I like to be alone. That's one thing I don't like people around and <laughs> sit on my own, do my things the way I like to and uh, yeah that's about so it. Now you're in race mode and that starts a while before the race exactly. and it's like okay everyone else now. Exactly. I feel you. So the Maestro Mitch then final question like I said the starts your starts have always been good he says but this year they've been outrageously good what is the difference? Uh, well I think KTM have found something in our uh, launch control well, I'm not too sure. I mean, in Jerez, you, you, there were four race starts in the end with the red flags, and yeah. every single time you guys are like, bye then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, my bike's unreal off the line. Like, I feel like, um, you know, we can get these insanely good starts, but even if I mess it up, it's a strong start. It still comes it's back. It's still good. Really... So uh, I must say my, uh, the guys have literally got everything set perfectly, and... Uh, yeah, we can get amazing starts, and if we don't quite get it perfect, they're still good. So I think that's something that's awesome to have in your back pocket because it's, uh, you kind of know regardless where you're starting, you can jump a row. Especially when you know there's a few who have the opposite problem. Exactly. You're kind of looking around and you're like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. the, you know, it's funny because now instead of lining up and kind of seeing, okay, where... How am I going to fit into turn one? It's like, how am I going to get through these guys without being blocked? You know, and have, <laughs> I have to roll the throttle. Really? So you've got in a different approach coming in. That is the is level cool. then. So I hope it stays. I was going to say, so if you are on the front row, then we can expect you to just be sailing away, at least initially, <laughs> you know? A whole shot would be great. And, okay, well, we'll see how it goes in Germany. You've got a good record here. Thank you very much for joining us before the German Grand Prix. And then we're also going to have you in the press conference. So we've got a great... 
day of <laughs> talking to us twice about some of the same things. Cool. But thanks very much for joining us. All the best. And uh, yeah, let's see how we go from here. But it has been so joyous for everyone watching you and Jack and Pecco and everyone else at the front really be able to get stuck in this year on the KTM. So congrats. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank Catch you. Catch you later.